Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com. Thank you everyone for joining us today for Coffee Break. Fun topic here on all things email marketing. I know we get a lot of questions on this on the marketing side and probably had conversations with plenty of you and have two guest baristas today to help address all this. First, we have uh, one of the newer members of our marketing team here, Carrie Chadoff. Uh, Carrie joins us with 25 plus years of experience in the regulated industry uh, with a focus uh, heavily on wealth management. Uh, and Carrie, uh, thank you for joining us. I know coming over from a national broker dealer, focusing a lot on tax planning and management and will fit in well with, with our team and working with our advisors here. And Erica Rivera joining us again. Thanks, Erica, for coming back. C2P social media and paid ad specialist. And Erica's coming at this from even a different angle, which will be great. She just recently returned from the HubSpot Inbound Marketing Conference, one of the largest marketing conferences in the world. I know there was a, a lot that you brought back there, Erica, and probably more than we can share in a half hour here on Coffee Break. So I, I know we'll have that podcast series coming soon to share even more. But thank you for, for joining us today to discuss email marketing tips. Thanks for bringing me back. To kick things off, Carrie, we'll start with you. I know sure. one of the, the big things we get when we're talking about email marketing is, you know, who do I send to? Do I send to the whole database? Do I break things down? Where do I start? Should I send to the whole database or a segment? And if you are segmenting, how do you segment that? Can you address you know, your recommendations on how to approach list segmentation? Yeah, and in email, the effectiveness of email all starts with knowing your audience. Eric will talk a little bit about different uh, subject lines and, and out of the test, but it starts with knowing your audience. And, and I look at your audience in, in three different ways. One are your center of influencers. So those are your bankers, insurance agents, other tax preparers that might be giving you referrals. Clearly, you wanna position yourself and talk what you can do for their clients. Second one is prospects, people that you've met uh, on, online, lead generation websites, people that have come to you other ways that you, you've met out, out in, in the street, so to speak. People you want to do business with. And I would ask that you identify people and prospects more than just those with specified investment asset thresholds. So what about them that, that put them into a similar type of group? And the third one are current clients. My recommendation is always to start with your current clients. And again, what you send to current clients often should be very different than what you send to prospects, which is completely different what you send to center of influencers. It may be the same topic. For instance, the impact of the Israeli war and what's going on and price of oil. You know, that applies to all the audiences, but put a little bit of spin um, about here's the type of insights you get working with me. So, Matt, I would start with, with knowing your audience, COIs, prospects, and current clients. No, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I think a lot of times when we think of email communication, it is, you know, just prospects or just clients or sometimes both, but bringing in centers of influence because we all know that, like, you know, treat them like your best clients. So, you know, those are your, your top sources though. So having those as a segmented audience is is a great tip there. How how about from you, Erica, anything that was covered at the, the conference you were recently at that related to list segmentation? 
So it kind of goes hand in hand with what Carrie said, you know, knowing your audience. But with that being said, once you know your audience and how you're going to direct these emails is starting with the subject line, because before they even open your email, that's the first thing that they're going to see is your subject line. So your subject line is your hook. So you want to start your subject line with essentially just like a like an ad campaign is, you know, bring the pain to the client, let them know what their issue is and how you can solve it. So, you know, something along the lines of, are you struggling with dot, 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 we can help. So letting them know this is what you're struggling with. We know you're struggling with it. And this is how we're going to help you. This increases open rates by 29%, according to HubSpot's inbound conference. And it is, you know, it's something that we've implemented recently with C2P and our digital specialist, Anthony is doing a great job with it. We're seeing those open rates rise a little bit, seeing that. And we just implemented this approximately 30 to 45 days ago. No, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I know you both covered too, uh, the importance of having those client and prospect communications. And I, I think that's important to stress because a lot of us, you know, we're, we're in the business of we need lead generation, we want to bring in new leads and get them through the funnel, but can't forget that importance of the ongoing client communication. And Carrie, could you address that of of why that's so important to the growth of the firm is making sure you have that strategic plan of, of communicating with the existing clients. Yeah, Matt, uh, again, when you think about segmentation, you also have to think about purpose. Uh, one purpose of communicating with your existing clients is deepening relationships. And when I say deepen relationships, it means that they want to hear from you. Uh, many of you have very large client bases, so emails and exact excellent way to communicate, stay in front of them, know that you're you're available, but make sure you're doing this in a, in a personalized way. Don't necessarily take third-party content and just send that out. Make sure it, it is from your voice. Make sure that it's authentic. Is it's what you would say to a client. Two is expanding relationships, right? So, so that's deepening your sell. I don't like the word sales when it comes to this, but deepening relationships. You want to make sure that you're really relevant in the solutions and situations. For instance, I'm in my 50, my, my uh, children are, are close to finishing college. Don't send me information about education planning, right? Uh, fortunately, I don't have any grandchildren, or at least my daughter hasn't said that, but don't talk about education planning. At the same time, what would be very relevant is, Carrie, these are your accumulation years. These are empty nesters. Here's actions you should take versus sending me something on Medicare. Again, I'm 10 years out from, from Medicare. So be very targeted on the type of information that, that you send. And I would even suggest not sending everything to everybody, such as monthly commentary. You should know which of your clients want to know the details of what happened last month versus those that just want to check in. I'll give you a, a quick little instance. My mother is a 87-year-old woman. She just wants, you can go to this restaurant. You can take a, a trip. She doesn't want to know what's happening overseas and, and where the dollars are invested. Myself, I very much want those monthly commentary. So in your CRM, you should really have this type of information of what information is going to provide the most value. And the third thing is Matt had talked about when talking to clients is driving referrals. But I will tell you, don't ask your entire client base if you know somebody that would like to work with me. Make sure you're only asking folks that are likely to refer you. At a later point, we can talk about the power of net promoter scores. But really, you want to go after your advocates is the word that they use there. So don't send a blast. And also, use that selectively. So kind of three reasons you talk to your, your clients. One is, again, develop those relationships, expand the relationship. 
and expand your business. Okay. And in, in Terry, you talked about like knowing that information about your client and where that's stored. You know, I'm presuming where we're going with that is, is a CRM or a, or a marketing system that has that. How can you leverage that CRM to create the email content that's going to lead to the triggers? So the educational side, but leading to the, that trigger event. Yeah. So if, if it's in your head, it doesn't count. So as, as, as we certainly have talked about growing your, your firm for the future, right? So if, if you're the only one that knows about the clients, uh, you're doing a disservice to the future uh, value of, of, of your firm. So um, make sure, as Matt says, you, you're using some type of CRM. So you, what's in your CRM? Certainly first name, last name, address, you know, emails. And that's where it's often people stop. I would contend that you should know when is their mortgage being paid off? Okay. What is their children's names? When do their kids graduate from college or high school? Why is that important? Because Matt just talked about trigger events. Um, you can help celebrate and be part of those celebrations. When someone pays off their house, send them a, a nice email. And these are all templated. Okay. Then you can almost set this up in advance. So my financial professional probably knew that I, my mortgage was paid off a, a year and a half ago. Certainly would have been said, hey, great job paying this off. Anything that's financially related, if you can insert your position and ideas into that, that's awesome. Somebody paid for college. Congratulations on college education. It's great that Johnny graduated debt-free. If they bought a house, all of these same things. Certainly the trigger events that Matt referenced are not only special occasions such as that, but it's also birthdays and anniversaries. Making sure, again, as I said earlier, in your CRM, you should know which of your clients really want to know to hear about details with the market and who don't. I will pause and say, as much as this is about email, make sure you're using the right channel at the right time. So when the market was down over the last couple of years, if somebody's portfolio is down and plans are changing, make sure you reach out and have that personal contact. But email is an excellent way to cover your bases. And those are some of the triggers I would consider, Matt. No, thank you. And, and you know, you hit on something we actually covered uh, a little bit in last week's uh, coffee break when we were talking about the gifting ideas and things like that, of, of making sure that you're gathering and housing those interests and feedback. Because a lot of the things that Carrie mentioned of birthdays and anniversaries, that's probably the stuff you're you're obviously gathering throughout the, the the bucket plan process or or whatnot that you already have in your CRM or whatever system you're using. But consideration of that, of having that interest form or some some kind of information gathering form that you're filling out with them, whether it's in the annual review process or client appreciation events coming up, things like that, but gathering that info at that time and updating in the CRM. If you don't have that process down, that's certainly something that our team here at C2P can help with. It's something that we've kind of nailed down and, and update continuously over at JL Smith. So if you just need that head start, you know, of, of where, where do I begin with this? If you don't have this down or got to clean this up, it's okay. You got to start somewhere. And so making sure you nail that down. Matt, Matt, that's an excellent observation or, or insight. Make sure you understand their eyes wide open triggers is what I call them. So my eyes wide trigger is, is if you talked about my theater, okay? I love the theater. If you talked about high school basketball, why? Because my daughter's involved theater. And my son used to play high school basketball. So make sure you know, because if someone else is calling, it certainly would be nice. Oh, how's Jordan doing with, with his basketball season? Or maybe you're a basketball fan or somebody send an article that that's related. 
Now you're getting to more of that personal touch. So really understand their hobbies and interests. And, and you know, you can never go wrong by starting a conversation about something they get all excited about. How's Julie, the, you know, your granddaughter who's been cheering? Typically, grandma's eyes are going to light out, and all of a sudden, you've set the tone for the rest of the meeting. Right. And and I know, Erica, in a second, we'll get into the, I know you have a lot of best practices and tips to share about the email marketing that you brought back from the conference. But I think kind of the bridge to that of what we've been discussing is the the how to create that. I know that's a question I get from from a lot of the advisors I speak with is, is where to start with this of, I'm using my CRM, here's how I'm sending the, the emails where do I get the content or what's the best way to, to distribute this? And so I wanted to use this time to kind of bring up some reminders of, of the partners or the systems that we have in place here or that we're using over at JL Smith. Certainly one can start with just creating your own content and, and having that. And, you know, we try and share that it's, it's probably a lot easier than you think because you have so much knowledge up here that just don't take the time to. And it could be as simple as doing like a mobile dictation or, or you know, or typing it out. You've probably all heard Dave Allison talk about that of like, he'll just flip that on and record something, send it. And you're, you're already three quarters of the way there to creating your update. And hopefully everyone's taking advantage of those quarterly videos that he's doing, but there's other built-in systems. If you don't have that time, you know, or desire or anything to create that, like our partner, Snappy Kraken, we've done the webinars with them. I know a lot of you are with FMG Suite from a website hosting. They have a package there that creates a lot of that. And uh, there's other systems. I don't know if Nikki's on. She was on with us last week, but she, she previously used Levitate for a lot of their content. So there are resources out there. And I just want to make sure everybody, uh, you know, understands that is that's a, a big hurdle sometimes. And, you know, Carrie, actually, before we move on, I don't know if you want to speak to any of the FMG. I know you have a, a longstanding relationship with them and can speak to kind of the the quality of the content that's coming out of there for, for our, those that are with FMG already. I will tell you, FMGs uh, has has a lot. I mean, thousands of of you know articles on on literally any topic, and they really do a nice job. And so does Snappy Crack in 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 terms of providing very timely information. So if something happens uh, in the in the market or outside of the market that has an impact, generally they'll have an article up in two to three business days, and and. Your CRM platform can integrate very nicely with whether, again, Snappy Kraken or FMG. FMG also, based on the tier that you may be associated with, also can send automatic uh, emails uh, for birthdays. So you don't even need to program that. Um, you just need to, to uh, ingrain that. So um, FMG has a, a lot of great information um, that can be automated. In your emails can be, I believe, even automated on, on social posts. If you kind of indicate the type of topics you're interested, they can also be integrated into your websites. It has timely information. So a lot of great content that, that I encourage you all to take advantage of if you have a relationship with either FMG. And I just had a meeting yesterday with Snappy Kraken. They've got a lot of uh, great data also. Great. Thank you. And a, and a quick plug too, for if you're not using or taking advantage of our marketing roundtable group, you know, I know, thank you, Greg, you're on here. You make a, a nice plug for it every time, but our monthly meeting is actually this afternoon. And one of the topics we're covering is content creation. So if you want to hear more about that, you know, we're going to kind of move on to Erica for email marketing now, but if you want to keep that conversation going about content creation, specifically around social media, Please make sure that if you're not already signed up for that, shoot me a message. We'll make sure you're registered for this afternoon. 
Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. But with that kind of, I'll, I'll segue over to you, Erica, because I know you're coming back from that, that HubSpot inbound conference, the large marketing conference there. For those not familiar, HubSpot, big marketing automation, email marketing tool that we use here at C2P. We're actually in the process of implementing it over at JL Smith right now. And there's a lot of tools related to that, but the content creation part we do on our own and then put into there. And that's where our marketing team here at C2P will be doing for uh, a lot of you of our advisors that are using the agency. But Erica, coming back from there, I know there's a whole lot to digest, but you know maybe if you wouldn't mind sharing maybe a few of your your top tips or best practices as it specifically relates to email marketing. Yeah, definitely. So one thing that we heard that was kind of groundbreaking for us at Inbound, when I say us, I mean me and Anthony, we both went, was that when you're doing an A-B test for your, for your emails, you can A-B test your eBooks and webinars if that's what you're promoting to your clients. But at the same time, they also said eBooks and webinars are kind of out. And when we heard that, our jaws dropped and we were like, well, what are we supposed to supplement that with? And so when you're A-B testing these eBooks and webinars, because that's our bread and butter and that's what we provide to our clients as well, you can also do testing with other things like like a newsletter. So LinkedIn recently just started doing newsletters and they're, they're just like regular emails, but it's through LinkedIn. And you push it to all your followers and ask if they want to subscribe. And then it goes to your, to your company page and then they can interact from there. So this kind of loops in email and social media all together. So you're kind of, you know, getting two birds with one stone here. But going back to email marketing, you know, I think one of another best practice that we saw was CTAs, calls to action. A lot of the time, some emails we see are just informational. There's no direction on where to go. And we want people to convert on those emails. We don't want them to just open them. We want them to act on it. So always make sure you have a CTA, a call to action in first person, meaning like save my seat, claim my spot, because a quote that we heard at Inbound was people only tend to care about themselves. They don't care about what you're providing to others. So we want to know, they want to know how it's going to benefit them. So I think that's a great best practice to have because, you know, that's something that we also changed internally. We, we don't really do that first person speak of save my seat, claim my spot. We usually do like a register now or see how you qualify, you know, things like that. So I think that's a good step to get more engagement and more people engaged with your content. And they did say that when you write in first person, the click-through rate increases by about 28%, which is pretty awesome. No, that's great. And I like you bring that up because it it definitely brings that that human element back in that personalization of even just not just personalizing from we've probably all done it, use the personalization token to put their first name in, but actually they feel like they're talking to them of like my seat. Yeah. And, and whatnot. And Erica, I'm glad you brought in the social aspect of it too, even though this is more on email marketing, but kind of tying in to make it that more, you know, holistic approach to the communication of it isn't just email, but your voice on there is from email to social to the phone call and whatnot of, of all having that consistency there. 
Um, I think it's incredibly important because the client wants to know that there are more ways to reach out to you. They want to know that we don't just have to email you. We want to be able to reach out to you on LinkedIn or Facebook or give you a call or give your office a call. So just so they know this is personal, it's not just a, a bulk email, even though sometimes it is, but they know that they can communicate with you on a personal level. And that brings it back to the brand authenticity and people, clients really respond to that. And it's, it's very effective. Again, I, I, I know the topic is certainly email today, but but I kind of look at any kind of direct digital communication and chat is becoming a bigger and bigger part of effective communication, especially to clients. So FMG recently purchased my rep chat, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a very uh, solid tool, uh, compliant approved and if you're not into yet learning about how to chat with with clients, perhaps that could be uh, a discussion we have this afternoon or, or in the future. But it's a terrific way, again, to send a link to an article, terrific way to confirm meetings. It's a terrific way to just get out an immediate message because I'm sure you all have an inbox that, that look like mine, uh, not just work from my personal. And, and somehow I've subscribed to way too many things and, and the important emails sometimes get lost. So texting is, is an off, also uh, a very effective tool when you complement that with email and, and social media. No, and I'm glad you mentioned the new, the new texting service that's integrated with FMG. And it's always nice when you're going through FMG because it makes yes. compliance approval and archiving much faster and easier. So whatever we can do to help Dustin and his team out as well. With the email marketing, Erica, kind of coming back to that and what you went through there, and we've touched on that with creating their own content and how to create that. I think it comes into a topic I know you've been passionate about in the past because we've covered a few times, but bringing in that AI element and, and incorporating that more into your marketing in general, but specifically in terms of email marketing because of the content creation, as I mentioned, it it could be that you sit there and write your own emails or messages or do the mobile dictations like we've talked about, but making sure we leverage the tools around us. And these days, like AI is your new team member if you haven't already used them. And if you're not, you know, go and do that. So what did they discuss? Because I have to imagine not being there, Erica, I have to imagine AI was a large portion of that conference when they talked about content creation. So can you talk about how they mentioned that as part of the email marketing process in general? Yes, absolutely. With Inbound, I have to say AI was the star of Inbound. <laughs> they were all about it, whether it was HubSpot, Google, SEMrush, any of those companies, they were all talking about AI. So what is new and you know kind of really hot right now is that HubSpot has Campaign Assistant and Campaign Assistant is their AI that they use for email marketing. It can create great copy for email and social and also Google ads all in one spot. Now, going back to email specifically, you can tell the Campaign Assistant, create an email, but make one part content for people that we're sending on uh, this list and then one for this list. So the general idea is the same, but the copy will be phrased differently for each of those different you know, groups that you're sending these emails to. So I think that's really cool. And they also have an AI feature for SMS. And I guess that it's now also HubSpot related. So you can kind of do your texting and email marketing all in one spot with this AI tool, which is obviously very convenient for everyone. You know, AI certainly stands for artificial intelligence, but but I've also heard it referred to IA, intelligence augmentation. 
So, so you know, if, if again, this is taking your own personality and augmenting it, supplementing it with AI. So, so yes, you can you can easily say, give me an article on on you know Medicare, and and it will pop that up. But make sure that you're not just using that, and that is actually augmenting your own intelligence, and that's what makes your message, and that that also allows you to incorporate your personality. And if you haven't already, speaking to the group here today, I want to make sure that you know that we have uh, ChatGPT part one and two. We had guests Lisa Chenet and Liz Tatis, and I know Liz is in the group today, but um, make sure you give those a listen because they're very informational on how you can build the rapport with the AI so it knows how to build your brand voice. So when you use tools like Campaign Assistant to draft those emails, it will already have your brand voice in mind and will be able to provide that email copy for you to make things just a little bit quicker. Love it. Thanks, Erica. And and Carrie, I'm glad you brought up, is it AI or IA or both? Because that was for the group I know a few months back, we talked about coming out of the Jolt Marketing Conference, which is the annual Snappy Cracking Conference. And we had a a, a few of our advisors and marketing professionals from the group the, there with us this year. That was really the theme of that conference is everyone want, you know, you want your life easier. You want to go the automation route, especially with digital marketing and email communication in general but you can't lose your personal voice. You know, you have to to take that. And that's why, you know, go check out those podcasts on what Erica and, and Liz and Lisa talk about is use those tools to make your life easier, but don't have that replace the personalization, the voice that makes you, you and personifies your firm. So make sure that you are taking advantage of those tools, but you're not using it to just replace that side of it. And I think that when when you find that mix or if we can help you find that mix, that's what's really going to make life easier and streamline a lot of this and, and, and keep your voice. The other thing that I want to call attention to, most content that you share via email can be repurposed to social media content too. So making your life easier from hitting your prospects and clients in general, and even kind of going, you know, another higher level than that of kind of working smarter, not harder any videos or podcasts you're creating, you know, have those dictated and turn those into blogs or eBooks those blogs can now be broken down into a series of emails and then those emails broken down into a series of social posts. So you can take that one piece of content you create. Maybe you've recorded a, a virtual webinar that you can take that 30 to 60 minute virtual webinar, have it dictated and create, you know, 50 pieces of content. And I'm not exaggerating that, you know, if you break that down in enough ways, that's a nice way to not have to work too hard to create those additional touch points because these days you never know how someone wants to consume that content, whether it's video, email, social media, text messaging. So make sure that you're leveraging as many of those tools as you can. And to piggyback off of that, Matt, you know, we do say that using those materials, it makes things easier for you. But all in all, it helps you build that brand authenticity. It helps you build your brand because like he said, you know, your clients are consuming this media in different ways on different platforms. So you want to be consistent with your brand image and your your copy all across the board. So if you're taking things from one webinar or one email and repurposing it for social or your website or wherever else you're posting this, that's actually a good thing. It does save time and it also builds your brand. Right. Well, thank you uh, again. Thank you, Carrie. And thank you, Erica, for joining us and sharing this this wonderful information. You know, if you wanted to go back and, and catch any of this, remember, we repurpose all of these episodes uh, on our podcast, which will be out next week. 
And in the meantime, have a great day, everybody. The Rainmaker Multiplier on-demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of listening. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.